The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There is a phrase you may have heard over the years, the Friday afternoon news dump. Any political administration, any company, any entity that is in a bad situation, public relations-wise, optics-wise, news-wise, will typically release that information on Friday afternoon. Why? Because the weekend beckons. And most of us look forward to the weekend. Our weekends in America are typically much, much different than our weeks. No school, no work, leisure time. I, and probably you, depart from your normal routine on a weekend. That is the usefulness and the intention of the Friday afternoon news dump. Whoa, didn't see it. Was on my way home and was into my weekend. There has never been an entity more in need of a Friday afternoon news dump, more in need of a weekend, more in need of America taking its focus off the news than this Joe Biden administration. He will speak to the nation today at 1 p.m., right after this Friday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show concludes here on 98.9 The Answer. I don't know what he can possibly say short of, I resign to show that he understands the depth of the failure that has unfolded over an entire week in Afghanistan. The Biden administration is counting on the weekend to recenter you on other things. They know how bad it looks. They understand the news reports are coming out of Kabul, that people are being shot, trying to get to the airport, that women are handing their babies over barbed wire. Think about that for a second. An Afghan mother has a child. Oh, unlike many American expectant mothers, she didn't abort it. She has it. She loves it. She probably, while pregnant, contemplated a much better life for her baby, particularly her baby daughter, than she experienced growing up in Afghanistan because, after all, now women can get educated and they don't have to have escorts on the street and they aren't just property. But now she sees that life coming back and so she hands that baby, her baby, that she loves, over to who? An American soldier. Why does she hand it over to an American soldier? Because as searing as that is for her emotionally, she knows that that baby's chances of having the kind of life she thought her baby might have are better with that American soldier than in her own care. A mother surrendering their baby to a total stranger just because of the uniform they wear, because the significance of what that uniform stands for is so powerful and enduring and reliable in her eyes. But she hands that baby over to an American soldier to please get my child out of this country 
and take it to your country. Who will care for that baby? She doesn't know. There's no idea who will care for that baby. What will happen to that baby? She doesn't know, but she knows this. In her mind, she's convinced because she wouldn't have handed it over if she wasn't convinced. She's convinced that baby will have a better life with her having absolutely no contact or influence on that life. She will have a better life in America than she will have in Afghanistan. We see pictures and they just fly by us and we don't really think about the depth of what's going on right there. But that's what's going on right there. And the problem is that uniform that has always stood for stability and safety and freedom and liberty now is at the mercy of the very barbarians who that mother feared as she grew up and fears her child will be influenced by. That's why Joe Biden needs a Friday afternoon news dump. It's why he needs you to get your mind on the start of the high school football season, playing golf, doing yard work, gardening, whatever it is you do. He does not want you thinking about what you've seen all week long. And, you know, honestly, that's always worked. How much conversation do you have at your dinner table about the continually ongoing southern border crisis or the crazy policies that he's advocating in our schools or the mounting abortions that he's funding around the world or, heaven forbid, you're selfish enough to worry at the top of your worry list about your personal finances, which, you know, are imperiled by the fact that uh, gas costs a dollar a gallon more now than it did a year ago. So the Biden administration, they don't surprise me one bit when, according to Reuters, Joe Biden and his top aides argue they are managing an evacuation mission as well as could be expected. And their strategy for it to be portrayed differently and land differently on the American people is that our horror over graphic images of the chaos in Kabul and pleas from Afghans who fear they will be killed by the Taliban will morph into support for the president's decision by August 31st. Why? What's going to happen? Is he going to go in there and, hey, there's a new sheriff in town and his name is Joe Biden and we're getting everybody out? No, no. They expect the Afghanistan story to recede from the headlines, replaced by resurgence in COVID-19 cases, the economic recovery and other issues. People at the White House and familiar with the Biden administration, upper-level advisors said. Yeah, the White House allies and the administration officials, they think this will all go away because your attention span is such that you got other bigger fish to fry. And I don't know if they're wrong. Honestly, I don't. I wonder if they're wrong. But one of the reasons why they might be wrong is because their allies before, their water carriers before, their bootlicks before, seem to be for some, I can't explain why, reason, that they actually now are doing their job. Here's Jake Tapper on CNN. Does this sound like something that's just going to go away because the weekend is here? 
We have some breaking news for you in our world lead. State Department officials tell CNN that more than a month before Afghanistan collapsed to the Taliban, a group of U.S. diplomats in Kabul warned Secretary of State Antony Blinken of a possible catastrophe in the country and urged the Biden administration to do much more to get Afghan allies out of there. CNN's Kylie Atwood is live for us at the State Department. Kylie, what more can you tell us about this memo? Yeah, this was a dissent memo that was written mostly by diplomats who were at the embassy in Kabul telling the State Department, telling Secretary of State Tony Blinken that they thought that there should be more action taken on behalf of the State Department to prepare for what they saw as the eventual evacuation of these Afghans, these Afghans applying for visas and refugee status in the United States. Okay, so the Secretary of State knew. Do you think... Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, looks like the kind of guy who's going to take the fall for Joe Biden screwing up Afghanistan. You think Mark Milley, who got to that job because he kissed enough rings and operated savagely through channels at the Pentagon over a big military career that put a bunch of awards on his garb. Do you think he's going to take the fall for Joe Biden, a guy who never served in the military? No. No, 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 no. You think you think Joe Biden can lay this off on the Secretary of Defense who's an African American? You think that'll land well? You think the Democrat party powers who know that if we don't have the black vote, we are never going to win another election. You think they're going to let Joe Biden back the bus over Lloyd Austin? You think Lloyd Austin's going to let that happen? I don't. So all of a sudden, the guy who's kind of existed in the shadows for his entire political career now feels the heat of the spotlight on him intensely. And honestly, I wonder if he's smart enough to realize that he's always been a convenient yet disposable foil for his party. We need the old man. He looks harmless. He talks about riding trains. He's a grandfatherly type. He's just good old Joe from Delaware. But once they got the presidency, like how much longer do they really need him? As long as he served their purpose is the answer. The question is now, is he still serving their purpose? There's a 25th Amendment that can remove him from office if his own party turns on him. And there are people in the Republican Party who are turning on him. And that list includes Lindsey Graham, who notes that Joe Biden's not just the president. He's the commander-in-chief. Ah, Yes. What would happen to a commander in the field who left his troops behind to be murdered by the enemy? If we leave one American behind, if we don't get all those Afghanistan uh, Afghans who stepped up the plate to help us out, then Joe Biden, in my view, has committed a high crime and misdemeanor under the Constitution and should be impeached. Interesting. I don't know that they, in fact, I know they don't have the power to do that now, but might they at the midterms? Do you think this is going away? Do you think this judgment by the White House that, ah, the weekend's coming and, you know, 
summer and the beach beckons, the boat beckons, football beckons. Americans don't care about Afghans. They don't really care. They're not going to care very long. That's what the Biden administration is counting on. Do you think that's true? Is that true with you? 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. One of the things that struck me so much about this unmitigated disaster in Afghanistan is how truthful, I was going to say harsh, but it's actually truthful, uh, the mainstream media has been, CNN in particular, uh, Clarissa Ward, uh, I guess they have uh, empathy for their colleague on the ground. So maybe CNN is super invested in getting her out safely, and that trumps their allegiance to Joe Biden. But here is Clarissa Ward. Noting that in his ABC interview with George Stephanopoulos, the only comments Biden has made about Afghanistan, I assume, what are the chances Joe comes out today at 1 o'clock? And instead of talking about Afghanistan, uh, I don't know, is there like a climate initiative that he could talk about? He came out the other day and he talked about COVID. <laughs> like anybody cares about that right now with thousands, 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 I said. Five to 10,000 Americans. Okay, again, I said in the open, when we see that woman handing her baby across the barbed wire to an American citizen, that's what we see. We don't think about what that means. A mom giving her baby away to somebody else. They can keep my baby safer than I can. I don't know who's going to care for her. What am I putting my faith in? I'm putting my faith in that uniform. I'm putting my faith in that uniform is based upon history. She doesn't stop to think, is that the country still that I'm putting my faith in? Likewise, and I'm so outraged by that, I lost my train of thought. I apologize. Um, You know, you think about the 20th anniversary of 9-11 is coming up. We've always held that day close to our hearts. It's been a day where we reflected and we imagined and we... We always had this consolation, at least I did, that, yeah, but we made them pay for that. I mean, that was bad. We were asleep at the switch. Horrible. They paid a big, those, those people who did that to us, we got them. We got bin Laden. We got all of them. We got as many as we could get, you know. Probably delusional in that thought, but we, we got them. And now the 20th anniversary is going to come. And the embassy we built is going to have a Taliban flag flying over it. They have more hostages, and that's what they are, until they get out. They're hostages. They're people who want to get out and can't go. What are they? They're hostages. They have three times as many hostages. American citizens. I'm not even talking about Afghans who helped us. No, no, just American citizens. They have three times as many as they killed on 9-11. So when you hear, that's what I was getting to, like that mom handing her baby over. Wait a minute, what does that mean? What am I seeing? What is she saying? What is she doing? When you hear, eh, five to 10,000 Americans in Afghanistan. 
That's three times as many people as they killed on 9-11. If they want to kill them, they can. If they want to, they can. Our Secretary of Defense and our Joint Chiefs of Staff and our President have said we don't control anything outside the half of the airport we control. And they're counting on you forgetting that because the weekend is here. The school year is here. The football season is here. They're counting on you forgetting that. That is what they're counting on. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Brill in Columbus is first today on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Brill. Hey, how are you doing? Okay. So my comments, I think the people that, um, I don't think a lot of people are going to forget because it's the weekend or football or anything. I think they'll give us reason to forget. Maybe close down the economy again, more COVID (laughs) devastation again. I think they'll give us plenty of reason to forget so we can focus on our own personal tragedies. I think really that's probably the strategy is um, get people thinking about something else themselves. You know, that's not a bad, that's not a bad uh, assessment on your part. I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive in that is going to make a lot more people mad. But then again, they're going to go, well, those people are already mad. Those are the people who already won't wear masks. Those are the people who already won't get vaccinated. All that stuff. That's, you know what? That's not double down on dictatorship. Double down on dictatorship is the way to go. Uh, They're probably going to have to interrupt CNN's satellite feed. Here's Clarissa Ward noting that Joe Biden said that, uh, you know, there's just no way this could have gone better. In case you forgot, here is Joe Biden saying, no, 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 no. Now, remember, remember, this is Joe Biden who promised that this wasn't going to go south in Afghanistan. Here's Joe Biden in July. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of an embassy of the United States from Afghanistan. Okay. So he said that, right? They're they're Taliban. Ah, come on. Not like it was. Now he says this to George Stephanopoulos. I don't think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look. But the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, I don't know how that happens. Ah, well, so here's Clarissa Ward. It's the panic, the lack of clear information. The rumor mill is in overdrive. There's hysteria. You have Taliban fighters with whips, with guns. You have U.S. and U.K. soldiers who are not allowing people in. You have mixed messaging coming through about what kind of paperwork you need and how you can get on flight and where you can go. I mean, it is just an absolute mess. And we heard President Biden say yesterday in his uh, comments to ABC News that this is not a failure. And I think a lot of people outside that airport, particularly those taking the kinds of extreme actions we're just talking about, would like to know, if this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? Mm. Is the panic... Mm. Yeah, if this isn't failure, what does failure look like? Oh, the, you know, we're just going to wait and let it go away because it's going to go away because Americans have a short attention span. He's talking today at one. What could he possibly say? today 
to make this better. You know, it's ironic, isn't it? His motto is build back better. Does it feel better?